0: Once you've greeted someone, you may be seated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably going to be sounding in your mind the whole time I'm talking today. But if you got a chance to see the, this, the, the billboard before it was, they took it down. You know, they, they asked the question, "What?" means this phenomenon in Acts chapter 2 and Peter says this is that which was spoken by the prophet in the last day saith God I will pour out my spirit on all flesh amen it's important that we understand that God wants you to be his phenomenon amen uh, Jesus made some profound statements would you agree when he was on Now, he's on the earth in his body, the church, and he wants to continue to make powerful statements through us. Everybody agree? Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say, and I only do what I see my father do, which infers that he existed to be an expression of his father. Would that be a true statement? Now if Jesus came to show us how to walk as children of God, if Jesus came to redeem us from our Adamic fallen nature into our true identity in Christ, then it would seem to reason today that you exist to be God's expression. Would that be true? And if you will consider that to be the truth today, there's... A potential level of freedom that's coming to you you haven't exist hadn't experienced yet, and God is full of experiences that He has given away. Amen. Your best day hasn't been lived yet. We talk about that often around here. And if that's true, and this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we get the opportunity to rejoice and be glad, what might be hindering you from rejoicing and being glad? Is there potentially something that could cause or take away our joy and our gladness? And if it is, what is that today? Amen. Amen. Your greatest day is before you, and it has something to do with your identity in Christ has a lot to do with that and we have found out over the weeks that our identity in christ equals being stewards of god's grace and ministers of reconciliation every one of us has been given that identity from heaven so that we can be his expression in the earth Amen. I'm pausing long enough, Try to talk slow enough so that we catch this. Amen. You are God's expression, and he has limited himself to our availability. He will not force his way in. He will not beat the door down. Now, he loves you enough to let you hear him knocking, and he means business. Let me in but he won't force his way in. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Amen. He does not demand. He offers us the opportunity to come go with him on this beautiful journey of seeing his glory. Amen. But he can't give that glory away without his body. He needs his house. Amen. To be able to do that. And so the good news message is you're not forsaken. The good news message is, amen, you're precious. You're God's treasure. He knew what he was doing when he put you together. He's not repenting over you. Amen? You're the apple of his eye. He started something, and he's well able to finish it. He just needs some cooperation. Would that be true? Now, if rejoicing and be glad, being glad, has something to do with this house, kind of showing some evidence. Amen? Did anybody get any handouts on the way in? You want to pay attention to the handouts because in our English language, the word praise and bless is limited as it relates to the King James. They didn't put all the. Amen. Different ways you can praise or bless in the scripture in the King James or the New King James or the NIV or the NLT. Our English language is limited when it comes to what being glad and rejoicing really looks like. Pastor, are you trying to tell us to get kind of weird? No, I'm not. I am encouraging you, though, however, if you're experiencing God, let Him express Himself through you. Let's make a deal here today. It's easy. You know, like God's into making deals? No, not necessarily. He's already made the deal. He won 2,000 years ago and He already purchased me. The question to him is Am I going to let Him be king of His kingdom within me? It's because the kingdom of God's within you, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Am I going to let him be king of his kingdom within me so that he can finish something in the earth that he started and pour his glory out? Amen? And so he chose us by way of being his means to do this wonderful phenomena. dun dun, 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 dun. Right? And so if we're interested in that phenomenon which was spoken by the prophet Joel, not only by him, but other prophets. There's many testimonies and witnesses of this. That he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. He ain't making all flesh receive it, but he's pouring it. His spirit is knocking on every heart's door. And he's drawing. The reason we're here today is because his spirit drew us. We've all agreed. We're not intelligent enough to find God. God has to find us. And He finds us and then gives us a message of hope and truth, amen, that moves us into His identity. And He's not ashamed of anybody. And we've done some pretty messed up stuff, hadn't we? And the enemy knows that and He'll make you feel ashamed and embarrassed and hold you there in prison to that while God's saying, Oh, I took care of that. I paid it off. I needed you to go through that so you can understand how good it is on this side. And some of us need to catch that reality. The pain that's in your life, the regret, the shame, the guilt, it's only there so that you can get a revelation of how good it is to be with Daddy. Because you can never know him on the level he wants you to experience him unless you've got something in the background that helps you understand what that freedom really feels like and what it looks like to be called out of darkness, and made the righteousness of God. Not because you did anything, but because he did everything. Amen? So we exist today, amen, to be the expression of our Father in heaven. Amen? And he wants to reveal some powerful things in our world today, but he can't do it without us and our willingness to be available actions and attitude have a lot to do it with it and so since god is good and he can never be bad he can only be good he can never do evil he can only do good would that be a true statement then why does it look like at times god is bad and potentially evil why does it look like that because i hear christians asking the questions those so, Those that go to church, many of them are still asking, well, if God's so good because they're they're questioning God now, especially in our world and our culture, if God's so good, then why is this, and why is this, and why is this going on? And I want to take a moment and just let the Scripture answer a question for you so that if that's your question, why does it appear that God is bad sometimes or He's doing some evil things? It's because of the prince of darkness. He does his job very well. Amen. And he's good at doing impressions with the sole purpose of deceiving anybody and everybody that come under that impression from him. And he does it being an expression or what appears to be an expression of God. He does it with the cloak of religion. And a little leaven will leaven the whole lump, won't it? And so I, I just want to remind you I'm here today to give you the good news. I don't come giving anybody the bad news. But because God gets a bad rap often, amen, and he gets lumped into things that are wrong in our world. If God cared, then why this? If God loves us so much, then why this? If God is so good, then why that? I want to read you something. Paul passionately warns the Corinthian believers back when the church began 2,000 years ago. Is the devil a counterfeit? Is he? Does he go to church? Yeah. And will he take your praise from you if he can get it? He'll get you being dignified, won't he? Pastor, don't don't be doing this. Yeah. Religious dignity sounds right. But when they experience the Holy Spirit and fire in Acts chapter 2, They were spiritually dignified from heaven's lens. God saw something different than the religious group saw. Isn't that interesting? And he saw it as though his children could finally get to play again and they could step into daddy's playground, the kingdom of God, and be kids again. And unless you become like this little child, you can have no part with me. It's pretty profound, is it? Does he change his mind? Pastor, be careful now because actions and attitudes are top tier when it comes to God being able to express himself through me. Amen. And so I'm still being made. I'm still being set free. Every day is the day that the Lord hath made, and he has a plan to keep working on me amen, and building me and encouraging me and bringing me more out of darkness into his light so that I can be available for him, willing and faithful to him so that he can do what he has to do, amen, in order to reach someone else, amen, and that's be the expression through me to them. Amen. So, Paul warns them. He said, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent, he said, uh, he's telling the Corinthians, he said, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you even if they preach a different Jesus than the ones we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you have received or a different kind of gospel than the one you believe. Why are we believing? He said, because of impressions that make expressions that appear to be God. In verse 13, he says, they are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I'm not surprised, even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Amen. So we know that God gets a bad rap in a religious world because of impressions that the devil set up, so that he can make it appear as though God is expressing himself when it isn't God expressing himself whatsoever. This is good for us today. And so I need to know what's going on in my life so I'm not ignorant concerning the devil's devices. That would be good news for all of us. That can God actually open my eyes, amen, to the point where I'm not ignorant concerning the one that is so manipulating and so powerful and so convincing in his impression. He's the best actor that's ever been. He, he is, his act is so that you'll even think it's Jesus talking to you. Amen? And he can get into our spirit, has anybody ever thought bad thoughts before? Has you, have you ever caught yourself any, at any given day thinking what you should, probably shouldn't be thinking? Does that happen every day? Are you catching it? So the enemy is very good at what he does. And since he goes to church, and it's not about a building, ladies and gentlemen, it's about the temple of the Holy Spirit, it's about you. He's looking for followers because he builds his kingdom the same way God builds his kingdom with with a different tactic. It's darkness versus God, light. Amen? And your flesh and my flesh is attracted, amen, to the world, to darkness, because it's fallen and it finds its comfort within the realms of what appears to be light but it's not light and Paul is passionately warning the believers to that the church just began y'all I mean it just began and and they're having that kind of dynamic illustrations of the enemy manipulating and counterfeiting the kingdom of God amen I just wonder how Bad it's gotten over the last two thousand years. Is this okay? Because all the Lord's asking for is our heart. He's not asking for nothing else. He just wants our heart, and He promises to give us spirit and truth in return. This is important for y'all to get. If this is a simple. This is a simple trade-off. A simple agreement. You give me your heart, I'll give you spirit and fire. You'll catch on fire with me. If you are just give me your heart, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not asking you to try to be a good boy, a good little girl. But the, temp- the tempter is going to work overtime to get you to try to be a good girl and a good boy. And in doing that, it imprisons you. you just do to do whatever I want. No, once you give him your heart and he gives you spirit and fire, you can't help but do the will of God. When you get on fire, you can't, help. You can't sin. That's what John said, because the spirit, the seed remains in you. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, if actions and attitudes are top tier and it sets us up for victory and gives us what we need to be powerful for the kingdom of God so that we can be his expression wherever we go. He's just looking for an available vessel. Then we have to ask ourselves, okay, I remember when I was born again of the spirit and fire at 12 years old. Mm. man it was all good for about three weeks I was on fire and it impacted several people in my life the path that God had placed me but after about three weeks all of a sudden I'm not on fire and it wasn't God's fault that I wasn't on fire it's because I didn't get refilled I didn't make sure that I was staying open to him and he had my heart. Amen. There's something to be said about a little handout you got about actions and attitudes that when we praise him on the level that he deserves to be praised, there's evidence that I'm praising him that shows up. It's not about me looking at you. Well, I can tell you ain't been praising God. It's not about that. It's about you dealing with the guy and the girl in the mirror. Every day, the Lord's letting me know, son, if you'll just take care of my relationship with you versus the person in the mirror, watch out. You're about to see what you've never seen before. And I'm going to be able to express myself through you on a level that's going to blow your mind, son. And so you're constantly considering ways of the lord you're constantly challenging amen your vein of thought because if it has to do with me being upset about something or somebody's doing me wrong or somebody's rubbing me the wrong way or you know and i and i'm measuring other people and what they're doing based on my idea of being righteous has anybody ever done that before then i'm setting myself up for a big fall Let me encourage you let's make this simple so we can get to some good stuff here in the next few minutes if i can't judge you today if i stand before god if i can't say well lord you know john doe just gave me heartburn, burning and they not really mess with me i'd live for you better if the lord won't let me do that when i stand before him when i lay this body down or well, then, won't I just live like that today? If John Doe's not supposed to have that kind of power in my life, and John Doe does, the Lord's saying, okay, that's your signal. Huh. John Doe's got that kind of impact in your life. That means I'm not where I belong. Oh, Lord, how do I get you there? I need to know, how do I get you there? Anybody want to know how to get Jesus where he belongs to, where nothing, nothing in this world can have The prince of this world hath no place in you. Anybody want that? And Jesus is living and giving us an example, and he makes it clear. The prince of this world hath nothing in me, which makes him qualified to be the Lamb of God, which takes away all the sin of the world. But, Pastor, I, I want to know how I can get to that place where I'm walking to where I exist only to be God's expression in the earth. And I'm living life free on that zone. Okay, well, I'm glad you have. I, can't, I cannot tell you uh, in a way that you'll get it. He can. I know God gave me something because I, I had this, this series finished last week, I thought. And he said, oh, no, the most important message of the promise is coming up. He said, that's why I've been making you go through some things because I got a plan. You can't give it away unless you experience some, some things in your life that you feel like is so unfair. You know, I did a little reading on fire. And fire, when it gets hot enough, stirs up the atmosphere around it and wind starts moving. Currents start flowing. You know, a little study, I found out that if the fire gets hot enough, it can actually cause a storm. There ain't no moisture in the storm, but lightning can strike. It can get that turbulent. Amen? Amen. And so in Acts chapter 2, you have all of Judea and all of Samaria and all of the Jews from the then known part of the world gathered together. And they hear this sound. Oh, the sound is like a train. I mean, it's, 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 the sound is so that the place is shaken. Isn't that awesome? Kind of like Elijah when he was in the cave. The wind, the fire, the earthquake. And he heard the still, small voice of God. Isn't that interesting? But this ball of fire in the Spirit manifested in such a way that it caused a sound. And all of the Jews that had come from the then known world all over Jerusalem, gathered to that sound because it was shaking the place. And the wind was blowing in such a way. And they saw this ball of fire break off into individual fire and start resting on certain people. And they asked the question in the Passion Translation, what is this phenomenon? In the King James, what meaneth this? they were intrigued now keep in mind we we know that god loves everybody in the world he can't he can't help it he just loves everybody in the world he don't hate anybody he's in love with everybody he's so in love with humanity that that uh when humanity's doing everything that's contrary like babylon egypt he loved them and he would send a type of christ to to Egypt, Joseph. He would send a type of Christ to Babylon, Daniel, and they would be treated so unfairly. I mean, it was dead wrong how they got beat up and how they were treated. Yet they maintained their integrity because they understood connection this way, and they were thankful. And it impacted those nations in such a way, if you'll read it Correctly, you will find the Jews out of Babylon in Mesopotamia and the Jews out of Egypt that were, amen, they were converted Jews came before Pentecost happened and they were there early for the feast days. They had never met Jesus before. Did you all know our world's full of people that know the name Jesus but they never met him before? You know that's real? I wonder if the reason a lot of people in my path hadn't met him because I'm not letting him express himself on the level he wants to. But Pastor, why you got to go say it like that? Because we're putting the enemy on the run. We want the enemy under our feet. We don't, know, we don't want any religious impressions no more. We want an expression from heaven, having a free flow out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That when you and I open up our mouth, we can only say what we hear our father say, and we can only do what we see our father do. Everybody agree with that? So to put the enemy on the run, we just got to be real. Actions and attitudes come into play. And they understood thanksgiving on such a level. Now, we found out last week that a kingdom heart is a thankful heart. Out of thanksgiving, the wisdom of God flows. And so the, when you go check out Daniel, the only, this is how he prayed. And he kneeled down and he prayed, I thank thee, Father. And he kneeled out three times a day. And he kneeled down and he prayed, I thank thee, Father. And that man had so much wisdom come in from behind his thanksgiving that the kings, every one of the kings that he was under said, your God is the God of all gods. What's going on in Daniel's life? He ain't even received the Holy Spirit. Spirit's with him, but he can't live on, because the the, the, the sacrifice hadn't been made yet. But the Spirit's with him, the Spirit of wisdom. Hey man, he can see. Wow. And, And the kings are blown away because they're seeing God express himself through Daniel on a level that they are convinced there's no God like his God. Can God actually walk in my life and manifest in my life to where the people that God places in my path? He didn't tell me to go save the world. The Lord wants me to serve the ones he places in my path. Can they say, oh man, there ain't no God like your God. Can that happen? I'm telling you today, the Lord wants me to tell you the good news. Yes. Yes. You exist to be his expression. Joseph, (laughs) the Pharaoh at that time was like, whoa, there ain't no God like your God, Joseph. And Joseph understood that thanksgiving, and he thanked the Lord. (laughs) The attitude of gratitude is a dynamic of God's presence. You can't be anything but thankful in his presence. When you host his presence, you're thankful. Who can host God's presence and not be humbled and not be impacted with gratitude? Who who is able to stand in the presence of him and be arrogant and say, I got it, Lord. I'll let you know when I need you. Now, Ain't nobody ever said that out loud, but actions do speak louder than words. You see where actions and attitude comes in. And at the day of Pentecost, they appeared to be drunk. These men and women are drunk, and they laughed. And Peter said, "Mm, you don't know what you're talking about, and I don't know that if I was you, I'd be laughing. I mean, he'd say it like I'm paraphrasing. And he goes on to let them know this is that. And he begins to preach Jesus to them on a level that they never heard before. Now, keep in mind, the Jews out of Egypt and Babylon and the known world, they hadn't met him yet. And so they had no clue that when they got to Israel, y'all, this is going to This is amazing because this is happening in the religious world today. You know, in Hebrews 6 where it talks about that you can re-crucify Christ to an open shame. Hebrews chapter 6, if you haven't ever read it before, come on, open your Bible and read it. It's possible for me to crucify Christ to an open shame. How do I do that? Actions and attitudes. Okay? So they hadn't even met him yet. And the religious group that were under the spell of the prince of darkness were impersonating God, convinced those Jews that hadn't met Jesus yet, we need to crucify this cat. Well, obviously, you're a priest of most high God, and you're a high priest, and you are a Pharisee, and mm, undoubtedly you're right. And so they begin to join in with the the crowd and they begin to say, let his blood be upon us and our children, crucify him. And they thought they were doing God's work. I'm pausing for effect right now. Because how many miles did the majority of those people travel just to get there to honor God? On feast days. What kind of energy and commitment did they make to arrive at that location that gave them reason to believe we love God because we did this? How could they be pulled in to the idea that obviously Jesus is an imposter, we need to kill him? And P- Peter's preaching and he's letting them know. He said, the one you crucified that you're asking what's going on here is both Lord and Christ. The one you crucified. He ain't doing it to pick on them. He's letting them know, you are ready to put the enemy on your feet? And he said, he's giving them, setting them up for some good news. It was important that he die. It was important that he suffer and die. It was important he went through all this so that you could get life. I'm not talking about in prison. Life in heaven. Not in the future, but heaven is come to earth, and now the kingdom of God wants to live within you. Woo! And when they heard the message of hope, their hearts were, ah! Because they're they're seeing, oh, what we saw, this phenomenon, this miraculous event, is causing these people to carry that dynamic from heaven. And we know it's God, and only God could do this. What what shall we do? Because we don't want to live in a place where we think we're God's kids, but we're actually Killing what God wants to be manifest in the world. Does anybody want to waste any time not fulfilling your true identity in Christ? Does anyone want to waste another day not being everything that God says you can be? No. I hadn't met anyone that wants to waste the time of heaven and he's standing at our door and he's knocking. And he's knocking, saying, let me in so that I can come in and sup with you. Amen. I can fellowship with you. And from that place, amen, I now have my house. I can be king of the house I already own. Amen. And so when you begin to look at the psalmist David and he's, he's penning these words of what it looks like to give adoration and thanksgiving and praise and worship. And he's, he's, it's it's all over the Bible. It's allowing God, and he wasn't even filled with the Spirit yet. The Spirit was with him, but the Spirit wasn't in him yet. Isn't that interesting? Then anyone on that side of the cross that was great, as you read, God says, on this side of the cross, you're greater. What makes you greater? He got access to his house. Not because you did anything, because he did everything. He set this thing up to where now what they couldn't do on that side of the cross, we get to do on this side of the cross because of this phenomenon. What shall we? We do. I love that. <clears throat> and this thing called Thanksgiving is key, ladies and gentlemen. Last week's message is important because I heard a testimony this week that just kind of like, oh man, amen. Sister Glenda was telling me about a lady she, that gave a testimony of how she, you know, and this is some of you that's going to minister to you, it's going to help you. And she she come to God, she said, Lord, you know i just can't do this i can't do this christian thing i can't i can't live for you anymore it's not working out for me she said but i want to take a moment before i quit on you and i want to thank you for what you've done can you all imagine what happens and she got to thanking the lord for everything he had done in her life because she's about to quit on him i'm through it's over with And the more she thanked him for something, she realized something else. And then she realized something else, and she got to thanking the Lord until she's now weeping, and God's come upon her, and he's filling her up. And she said, Lord, I can't leave you. (laughs) Anybody ever been there before? If you want to be at a place where you get overwhelmed by his presence, get thankful for what he's done. If you really want to be wild, at the fact that you exist to be his expression, share a little gratitude with him on what he's done up to this point, and you'll be wowed what'll happen. And them rivers will start stirring up. You'll feel a pressure right in here. Whew. And all of a sudden, oh, it'll break forth. Tears, and all of a sudden, you look like you're getting drunk. And beside yourself, the hala of hallelujah begins to happen. You might do something that appears to be foolish and absurd. You might even leap for joy. You might clap your hands. You may ah, fall prostrate on your face. You might grab a guitar and start stringing it and singing. It might be out of tune. But from heaven's lens, you're perfectly in tune. That's my baby. Somebody's catching on here. Amen. So I want to encourage you. It it reads this way in Hebrews. (sighs) A thankful heart. This scripture is not talking about going to church, ladies and gentlemen. This scripture is talking about being the church. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. Hebrews 10, 25, reading from the passage, the passion. As some have formed the habit of doing, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. Oh, man. 1974, that day was pretty bright, but since 1974, the Lord wants me to know it gets brighter and gets brighter and gets better, and he keeps coming, uh, and the earth is groaning even now for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. Is anybody tracking yet? We're talking about we exist today to be his expression. And can he be the king of his kingdom within us and express himself the way he wants to do it? Can he do that? You know, the centurion, he uh, comes to Jesus, and I like the dynamics that are shared in that, that particular story with Jesus. And the centurion says to Jesus from a distance, Jesus was ready to go with him to his house. Now I know I probably wouldn't turn Jesus down. I said, come on, let's go. But I'm connected at the way the centurion said this. He said, Oh, Lord, I understand authority. I'm a man of authority. I understand it. And I say to these men, go and they go, and oh, you only have to speak the word. And Jesus is marveling now at the He says, there's no faith like this faith. No, not in Israel. I mean, that's a pretty strong statement. My chosen people that I've come to ain't got that level of faith. And it gives you an illustration because we know this centurion loved this person in his life dearly as a daughter. I just wonder <laughs> that here you are and here I am. God chose you, the apple of his eye. He put you together and he wants all of his creation to know. Yep, I love you too, but ah, apple of my eye right here. And I'm going to show you what you ain't never seen before. Because I chose them. But for me to do what I'm about to do, I'm going to give them an experience on the level that they can't help but choose me. This is really important for us to get because the lady that said, I can't do this no more. She was actually admitting, I've been working hard trying to be a good girl for you, Jesus, and it ain't working out for me. This is the ministers to some of us today. How many of y'all have been trying to be a good person, a good Christian, trying to be daddy's little girl, little boy for daddy, and you're finding out that don't work? That's what she was confessing. But when she got thankful... And through attitude of gratitude, the presence of God was able to come in because he couldn't help her when she was trying to do it all. She wouldn't let him express himself. She got thankful, and all of a sudden he starts expressing himself, and she said, I can't leave this." Every one of us are in a place right now where if we'll get to that place where I can't thank him enough, I don't have time, To look at what's wrong on my left hand or what's wrong on my right hand i don't have time but how many of us in our religious mindsets we take the time to measure everything whether good or evil anybody ever done that do pretty well every day and what happen is you'll get depressed anxiety sick mad All kinds of emotions will begin to erupt. And that does not come out of God's kingdom. It does not come out of the heart of God. It's because I'm entertaining a religious spirit that has me justifying my right to measure good and evil. And it gets you overworked and beat up. And the Lord is okay with us going there, okay? Well, Pastor, why would He be okay? Because He knows eventually we'll get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Something about when you hit the bottom, you can finally look up. And the Lord says, you decided this is where you want to be. Wherever you make your bed, I'm going to be there. Because I'm in love with you. I done made a promise. I done said it all. I done let all my creation know. I chose you. And I'm just waiting on you to realize I didn't call you to be God. I called you to exist for me to express myself. You're my baby. You're my children. You're my sons. You're my daughters. You're my treasure. I'm not asking you to do what I can do. I'm asking you to come go with me and let's just have fellowship. And out of that fellowship, you just talk about what I'm talking about and what I'm doing, you just kind of hang out with me and do what I'm doing. And at the end of this thing, we can all say in unison, look what the Lord has done. Amen? And so Elijah, he was kind of like the lady that said, you know, Lord, this, this, this walking with you, I can't do it no more. That's what he was doing in his cave. He was sucking his thumb, complaining. And he was depressed. He was full of anxiety. He was stressed out. I mean, he can outrun chariots and horses. There's armies of, he took out by himself, and he's afraid of one woman. And he's in that cave beating himself up because, Lord, you know I was doing this for you. I was doing this for you, and, I, and here, look at me what I'm going through right now. I can't do it no more. And the Lord's asking him, what are you doing here, Elijah? What on the world are you doing here? And he goes back through his belly aching again. Well, Lord, I told you once. Let me tell you again. Elijah, come here. I want to show you something. And he gives him an experience of wind, fire, and earth-shaking events. He sees it. And what's happening there is prophetic. He finds out. That's not what makes God God. It's when you have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying. That all of a sudden the eyes of his understanding opened. And he sees what he hadn't seen before. He has newfound vision and purpose. You don't want to get in his way now because once that he catches it, ah oh, oh. The expression of God now is getting set up, and what's God going to do now? God has got his man. He's got access to his house finally. God is going to take Elijah, and he's going to anoint kings and prophets. I just want to say to you that if our daddy is Jesus manifested, You know, when you've seen him, you've seen the. And his father gave him his name, which is above every name. Pretty powerful, isn't it? Ain't there ever been a name that matches Jesus? And he got it from his daddy. And when you host his presence, you're hosting his spirit, which he says, I give that name to my spirit too. And we get filled with the spirit of Christ so that we can do what we can be stewards of the manifold grace of god and ministers of reconciliation does that have anything to do with anointing prophets and kings oh no 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 don't, don't keep believing the enemy he's a liar you're that powerful because our daddy says you are you're his child that makes you a king you're his child that makes you a prophet of the prophet Oh, and I know I know how the religious spirits work in our world in our church world they'll make you doubt all the gifts God's already invested in you oh that's not me. I took a test <laughs> pastor quit meddling Daddy's meddling with me right now and Elijah experienced what he experienced, and God did what he did and caught him up in a chariot of fire and took him out. That's That's pretty prophetic, isn't it? And Jesus makes it clear that you're greater than him because of the cross that he bore. And you're still doubting who you are in Christ. I think if we'd start getting thankful about what Daddy did for us, and if we'll just stay at the cross, that's why Paul was so emphatic. I determined to know nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Nothing. Zilch. But Jesus Christ and him crucified. If I'll stay it before the cross of what he did for me and let gratitude just explode from me, prophets are going to get anointed. Kings are going to get anointed daddy's gonna have access because i exist to be his expression it's a phenomenon you can't explain it do you have to do you have to no no he's looking for the kind of faith that gives him access instead of him always babying us we grow up and we're able to walk And that centurion still blows my mind. I mean, if it's making Jesus marvel, you're going to imagine how my mind is blown. Jesus marveled. What's that saying to us? What's he looking for? It already happened. The moment the centurion said, you say the word. Did y'all know what God's ready to do right now? If we'll just get so focused as a centurion or as an elijah and they didn't even they wouldn't even feel with the spirit yet if we'll just get that focused what can god do amen actions and attitudes actions speak louder than words at New Life Fellowship, the Lord wants you to know it's okay if you get excited about Him. It's okay. The Lord wants to let you know if you shout with the voice of trial. It's okay if you lift your hands. It's okay if you'd like that baby cry. Right. If you cry out to the Lord. It's okay with Him if you appear... To be drunk in the spirit. Oh, the enemy's hating that I'm saying it right now, but I need to say more about this because he's losing ground with our religious dignity that we need to be delivered from. It's not God. We're not not putting on a show. Not interested in a show. God's not interested in us putting on a show. It's not for that. It's not for entertainment. It's for us to realize it's his house. (laughs) I'm acknowledging him through thanksgiving, whether you like it or not. And I didn't say that to you as a sons and daughters. I said it to the spirit that maybe got access to your thinking, called stinking thinking. Do we get excited about anything in life? If there's something in this world that you get excited about and you haven't got that excited with Jesus yet, I would question whether or not I have the seat of the Holy Spirit inside me. Pastor, be careful. Don't No, no, no. Look, I'm having to revisit my relationship this way with Daddy so that he can get everything that he wants in my life. Amen. And if it's at a place, amen, that he wants me to speak in unknown tongues, so he can speak, amen, understanding to those that doubt God's existence. Am I ready? The nine gifts of the Spirit, he ain't repenting over one of them. He chose the foolish things of the world to confound those who think they're wise. Are you ready to let the nine gifts have access to his house? Are you all in? Or is God still trying to get you to open the door? Which one? And if you're having problems opening the door, I understand. Relax. This is like this is not heavy and burning. It's light and easy. What do you mean, Pastor? Right now, I feel like it's heavy. I feel like you're beating me up. Okay, well, that's the enemy lying to you. I'm not. I'm here to let you know. The only thing he's asking from you is to get thankful. Just start thanking him for what he's done for you and if you don't understand everything just to ask him lord what is it that i'm missing that i need to be appreciative of and the more attitude of gratitude come on attitude attitude an action will follow an action will follow and the action may follow on the level that you might appear to be drunk but remember This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days of God. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Oh, man, a host of things is going to begin to happen that you can't explain. But guess what? It's all held together because of him. And if you get so drunk that you feel like you're going to pass out, okay, he'll catch you because you're in his presence he'll keep us pastor it feels to me like you're trying to get us to uh be weird (laughs) no i'm trying to encourage you to be who he says you are and it really shouldn't matter in a world we live in right now messed up as our world is they need you to be christ they're they're looking for someone to be real And the then-known world was impacted when 120 got filled with the Spirit. And while some of them didn't understand and they had a mocking spirit, which was a religious spirit, they still stood there and took the good news message and said, okay, I'm guilty. Ah, What must I do? Thank you, Father, for your word today. Can we all stand? An invitation from heaven is being given right now for us to kind of push aside the fact that somebody's standing next to you, that there's somebody behind you or in front of you maybe. But it's just you and Jesus here right now. You are in the throne room, not this building. You are the house of God. And you've chose to let him have his throne room in your heart. And when you're in the throne room of the king, of his kingdom, he always gives a gift. He always gives a gift. And the gift is wow. The gift is life-changing. The gift is the promise. Amen. Which empowers you to be his witness, his expression. Thank you, Father, for this word, that every bit of this seed that's been cast on the ground, it not falls short of its purpose, but it accomplishes everything you have willed for it to accomplish, that it take root and go deep ah, and make your trees that are planted by your river mighty, mighty. Mighty. Their leaves heal. Thank you, Father. Their calling brings anointing wherever and whoever comes to those trees, they get what they need. Because we exist to be Your expression, Lord. Does anybody want to be His expression today? And it really don't matter who's here. And you and you believe that with all your heart. Meet me up front. Amen. Every step again is letting the enemy know you're serving him notice that he's losing ground in my life. (sighs) Come with a thankful heart. Come with a spirit of gratitude today. The best is yet to happen, but it's right in front of you. You're in the moment. And the moment that you're in is going to facilitate fulfillment on a level you've never been fulfilled before. Receive it right now in Jesus' name.